Hey, welcome back. We're going to jump right into it. This is a continuation from the last podcast. Hope you enjoy. Did I not say a consensus? If there's a public consensus, the majority of Americans ask for no taxation, they can do that. But that's not Actually, a consensus Actually, I want right to now. address that. Uh, may I? Yeah, sure. Well, it's not mine. You can ask I me. did want to... I did want to kind of uh, give my two cents on it. Uh, I don't think it's technically stealing because here's the thing. You agreed to live in this nation. You agreed to be a citizen of this nation. You agreed on which state you'd like to live in. Those are essentially a social contract because everybody here has taxes. And not only that, we live in a real nation. If we're not taxing our citizens, then that means that we're not actually putting money towards the government. And if you get to choose your taxes, then then essentially you're why not why not have a Netflix tax or like a business tax uh, as in a tax for every business. We we can't pick and choose our taxes because eventually Eventually, we all decide to fall upon some form of those entitlements. Like you drive on the roads, don't you? You just criticized Dave for driving on the roads, but you drive on those same roads you're paying for. And you have a problem with that. So you're saying that you don't want to pay for the roads so you'll never drive on them. I highly doubt that you're not going to drive on those roads. And if you're deep like deep, like in in trouble, in financial de- debt, or some something of the sort. I bet you're gonna fall on some of those entitlements, and if you can choose not to pay for them and then choose to take them, that's 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 an oxymoron right there, don't you think? You can choose to take something you didn't pay for. That's stealing. Let me stop you first. I was homeless, as I reiterated, did not take any entitlements. Didn't do it. I understand. Didn't take food stamps. Didn't take wealth. No, no, you said, you said, if you fell on hard financial times, you would take it. I did, and I didn't. You are wrong, sir. In every count, there wasn't a generalization. You said you. You was not a generalization. I meant you as a generic term. I was talking about you as in. Be clear. Yes. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean you specifically. I mean, if like you as in like people, if I, I let's say my 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 actual uncle is a Republican. He, he, he believes in all of the things that you're talking about. He was homeless. He did fall. He took a minimum wage job. He, he worked several jobs. He took some very few assistances and very few entitlements just as you said, and he doesn't want entitlements to exist. And I find that quite redundant because a lot of people couldn't survive without them. Now, we're not quite in the times that we used to be in where, uh, no, I realize Republican is not libertarian. Uh, but anyway, uh, what he, we, we we're now in a completely different time before we live off we could go to college off of a couple minimum wage jobs nowadays our government has like has we have inflation we have debt we have and we're not going to solve those things by not taxing the people we're just going to continue to accumulate debt 
and there's nothing we can do about it. So, like, let's watch this thing crash and burn. What the fuck? Okay, okay. I want to thank you. What? I want to thank you for your point there. I want to thank you for your point. And this topic is, we are honest, obviously all very passionate about this one. But there is one more topic I wanted to get to. So before we wrapped up, I'm sorry, Dave, we're not going to be able to hit all these topics. That you see how the show can kind of run over sometimes, you know, especially when everybody has a lot that they'll like to get in. So now we're going to talk about universal health care. Libertarian, would you like to start this one off as well? I don't even think I have to say anything. <laughs> um, I think that uh, we shouldn't have universal. I don't agree with the idea of it. Um, there are several reasons why. Um, one is, well, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for your health care. Sorry. I don't want my prices of health care rising because you have health care. Um, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. It is not, I don't agree that the state should do that. I don't think that anybody should do that. You're responsible for your own health care. If you die, you die. I know that's harsh. Um, but again, it takes me back to my overall point that no one should be taking care of you. You should be able to take care of yourself. You plan for the future. If you don't plan for the future, you fail, you die. It's on you, right? You shouldn't have kids unless you can take care of those kids, right? These are things that should be known and people should be held to these standards, right? Maybe it'll stop some of the foolishness and reckless behavior that we have in society. But only giving people leeway to be more reckless by giving them things for free is dangerous. And I think it creates a lazy, selfish, reckless generation. Um, yeah, but that's my point. Oh, one more point. Uh, ACA, aka Obamacare, um, made healthcare worse. And it is the first example of universal healthcare. Um, not truly universal, I get that, but it's the first example of what they would do in a policy. That plan, Congress, Senate, and President Obama failed us with that. It should have never been that. And I will... Um, I would like to rebuttal to that, if possible. Okay, go ahead, Art. Go ahead, Art, go ahead. So, I wanted to say that... We would be the only nation without universal, sorry, fully developed nation without universal health care. And not only that, but you're acting as if this plan would attack your bottom line, would destroy you. I'm sorry, I have to pause you there. You start to turn it to a robot. So let's say someone who... Give me... Someone who... Okay, Dave, please. Um, hold on, hold on. That could be a quick cut, cut right there, maybe. Cut. cut. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I believe universal health care is an American right guaranteed by the Declaration of Independence. All citizens have the right to life. I repeat, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I would argue denying many Americans the care they require is unconstitutional. The average American pays 14% in taxes. The Uvergus government, as I said before, spent $9 billion last year alone on the military, taking half of that wasted spending would cover millions of uninsured Americans. Also, I believe having insured, having an insurance model similar to the NHS in the UK 
would satisfy many other Americans as well. Because in the UK, they allow the private sector to exist as well. So you can still buy private insurance if you so choose. And like um, Ark said, America is the only first world nation in the world that people still go bankrupt from medical bills. We are literally the only first world country that still does that. And who pays for that? The tax dollars, the taxpayers. The taxpayers end up paying for that. We're actually putting ourselves in more debt when we do this. You will actually say it will be a net benefit for the American people and the government. And let me name, last thing I want to do, let me name off all the countries, really good countries, that some of them are We're not going to do that. We're not going to read off every country. We're, we don't have Austria, time for Denmark, that. Finland, France, oh, hold Germany, on, stop, Iceland. Stop, stop, stop. This, this, we're not going to do that. Okay, I, I, get what you, I get your point. It's not valid, but I'll get to that in a moment. Um, um, we're not going to read off every country. Can could I uh, continue your point, but just don't read the don't read the countries because um, you gave us the number, but you do not have to actually read the countries. That doesn't add to your point. It just takes time. So please continue. Well, I just want to clarify to give people a picture of the first world countries we're talking about, because whenever I hear people talk about universal health care, they're like, show me a country where it actually works. And I'm just giving you names of countries that most the average person knows about that they actually have better population happiness than Americans do. When they scale people on how the happiness and the total wealth income in those countries, those people are doing better than us. If America really does have the best economy and the best forward thinking country in the world, if we really are the best, we should be ahead of them, not behind. And I rest my case there. Um, well, I do want to quickly say this before you go, Coco. Um, you did say Finland as one of those countries, but you do realize that Finland effectively has like about a 92 percent income tax rate there as well to support all their social services. Are you ready to give up 92 percent of your paycheck? I would so have to have see. Si I would, I I would have to see citations. Numbers. I would have to see citations before. Uh, TradeEconomics.com. And it's also a very well-known fact as well. So please continue, um, Coco. Okay. And yeah, you bring up a point as far as like how much taxes would be affected by healthcare. But to be as a country, as Americans in the United States, we are competitive globally. And other nations are very aware of this, that we are competitive globally on a global scale. And so if we are going to be Providing universal health care, that would be uplifting our people and our population. Good health means that we are a, we are having more able-bodied Americans that can actively compete and, and add to this globally competitive market. Um, not only that, but the health care system in itself in America is greatly and just crudely infiltrated by greed. Like people that in other countries, even other countries where healthcare isn't universal, like the United States fucking taxes the living daylights out of so many things. Just like just literally offering a Band-Aid to someone in an ER visit. That's like a $20 Band-Aid, dude. Like it's ridiculous. And, and it shouldn't have to be that way. There are Band-Aids at the Dollar Tree. like, And, and it's all literally just like the systematic 
greed. And so having that would really cut down on the fact that um, it's it's heavily run that way, which is part of the reason why I left the medical field, because I just think it's absolutely disgusting to watch on a first on a like firsthand basis. Oh, excuse the explosions outside. I don't know what that is. Um and let's see. And then also not only that, but uh, creating better mental health and physical health creates a different standard of American citizen. And I think that it would create a different standard and a different norm uh, for our country as a whole. And that's all. So <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm really glad you all brought up a few things. Um, one, I'm glad you said Finland because I was going to make that point as well. Um, but I'm also glad you brought up UK. UK, if I think I did the calculations right, um, came up to about $500 a month for healthcare for somebody who made about my money. That's how much I'd have to pay in taxes is 10%. So 10% of your taxes goes to healthcare, right? Um, and this was about maybe about five years ago. 10% was the number. So let me ask you this. Do you want to give up 10% of your money for healthcare? I mean, that's more than what I pay for health insurance now. Um, <clears throat> when ACA got involved, my insurance went up from 150 to 456, right? I have actual numbers for this. And I don't know how many of you all actually read ACA, but I did. It abused contractors and it abused young people in favor for those extremely sick and extremely old. And that's not how it should be, right? If I want to help you, I should have a choice. And I've said that several times. You can't force me to take care of you. You all keep talking about all of these positive things and keep missing over the fact that someone is taking something from someone without them wanting it to happen. And there's nothing they can do about it. Um, I don't think healthcare has improved either because now they have to help everyone. Anybody who comes in there, they have to help, right? People who can't afford it, people who can't afford it, people who've hurt themselves, why should I pay if somebody stuck a rodent up there behind? I'm not paying for that. You want to fit the bill because you decided to hold an M80 in your hand and light it off? Nope, not my problem. You can't, for, there's another side to this I don't think people are seeing. I'm being forced to pay for anything anybody does. And let's not talk about UK and the long lines they have over there for health insurance because I've looked this up. I went to school to be an actuary, so insurance is extremely interesting. OK, so I looked all of this up and there are a lot of issues in those countries that you talked about that don't get publicized. And if you talk to people from over there, they'll tell you about the issues. And I know it sounds great that poor people or people who can't afford it can go get health care. But I don't want to pay for you being an idiot. I understand you get sick. And again, not my problem. I understand that's harsh. But you all have to understand that other people are not responsible for your actions, your life, or anything that happened to you. No one is responsible. No, you're not owed help. You're not owed love. No one owes you anything. Anything you think you deserve is foolishness. No one has to give you anything. I don't know where this mentality is coming from. Life is not fair. And people just want someone to make it fair for them. Sorry, it's not how life works. You gotta toughen up with people. No one said. But I will. I, I will. I will end it there. Um, and I understand I'm harsh, 
and I'm trying not to be harsh. Um, I'm trying to be understanding, but I have to be honest with you all that life, no one owes you anything. And I know that Dave said that he deserved health care. You deserve health care. So, so does somebody who stuck a gerbil up there behind and got it caught deserve health care? Um, that are, are you asking me? Is that a rhetorical question? Or that's not a rhetorical question. That is an actual question. Okay. I'm not thinking about the gentleman who's thought who shoved a gerbil up his ass right now. I'm thinking about my friend who lives in the UK right now and she um, is on disability. She has fibromyalgia. Look it up. It's called fibromyalgia. If some of you guys don't know what it is, it's a muscle disorder. It pretty makes you muscles go into seizures. She has to be in a wheelchair. She can only walk like if she's lucky for two minutes a day, she's able to give up. It makes her disoriented. She has a pre-existing condition. She had this since childhood. She's tried to get private insurance. Since she has a, pre- a pre-existing condition, they, none of them, I repeat, none of them will cover her. None. Dave. Now, now with that being said, she, I said to her one day, so if you lived here, you would die. And she said, yes, most likely I would die. With the conditions I have, yes, I would die. Most likely. And she was born with those issues. That wasn't something she just woke up one day with. She had it since she was a kid. I don't care. So, I don't care. Yeah, so that's what you say. But keep in mind, that's why classical libertarians will never win election ever because of hey, that radical hey, heartless. I couldn't have insurance at the ATA. I couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. Do you understand that I had insurance and now I can't go to the doctor so your friend can? Is that fair? Is that fair? To me? ATA. ATA. ACA. ACA. What's the ACA? Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act? She doesn't live in America. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about that. I'm just bringing that example home. Is that fair to me? Affordable Care Act is not universal. That's actually a private business model. That's a private business. That's for private institutions. I asked you a question. I asked you a question. Yeah, but you're conflating it to your. I'm not conflating. Okay. Let me ask you this. I'll change it. If Everybody I, pause for a second. Everybody pause for a second. We're picking up an echo from you, Dave. I need you to try to fix that quickly so we can hurry and wrap this up. Am I better? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. But I personally think you're conflating it too because universal health care is not the same as the Affordable Care Act. Matter of fact, the Affordable Care Act was written up by conservative economists. It was for the private sector. It was forcing poor people to pay for... Um, um, private insurance. My right. family specifically but it, right. got got fined for it. It was modified, Dave. But what I'm trying to make mm-hmm. it was the point. Oh, go ahead, uh, I want to amend that. I want to amend that. They weren't trying to force poor people to pay for insurance. Let's make let's call it for what it is. They were forcing young people who didn't need insurance to pay for right. insurance for the older people. That's right. that was exactly. the model. And, and my point is, is that uh, my 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 parents got forced they got fined for not not having it. Okay, but it was collar workers. But I actually read the document, and I'm telling you, I read 970 something pages. <laughs> yeah, but I lived it. I lived it. I lived you it too. It. I, li- I lived it. And I lived it as well from the, a business owner standpoint. So, like, let's let him. Let's let Ralph finish his point here, so we can keep it moving. Because <laughs> we got other is, people that would like to speak as well. Yeah, and this will be my last point of the night. But what I'm trying to ask you is, Dave, is even if we have universal healthcare, right? And let's say we take the UK model and it takes 10% of your income. 
So if I make $100,000 a year, I have to pay out $10,000 a year toward taxes, right? $10,000 toward just healthcare taxes. And I think you said 14% in taxes. I don't know where you got that number from. It's more upwards of 25, 26%, a fourth of what Wait, you Wait, are you, are, you, are you talking about America or the UK? Which I'm talking about America. I'm talking about America. Right? Individual, take, sing, individual single members of society only pay 14%. American households pay 24%. No, sir. I don't know where income. you got that number from. I pay, I I'm a single person in the household by myself and I pay 27%. Yeah, but you, don't you cross over $100,000 a year? There's nuance to this conversation, dude. There's not, even when I made 50%, I paid 25%, Dave. I don't know where yeah. you're getting these numbers yeah, from. I don't know where you're getting these numbers from, bro. Okay, instead of discussing, like, discussing, like, the personal examples, personal examples and numerical examples. I think we should be more broad and actually discuss the tax rather than the actual. I did this and you. Well, did I was it. trying to make a point. I was trying to make a. Point. I was trying to make a point. <laughs> point is, if we add the ten percent to what the current rate is, according to the tax rate of the government, which is anybody in middle class, not upper middle class or lower middle class, is paying about twenty four point five percent. 24.5% with an extra 10% on top of that brings people up into a 34.5% tax rate. And that's not even including state or taxes when they purchase things in the store, right? That the is U ludicrous. The UK, the UK only pays 32% in taxes, the average of UK citizen. It's not 34%. I don't know where you got that from. I, I, I never said that. I said if we take the model for what they pay in healthcare, which is 10% a month, I mean 10% of their gross income, Net income. I'm I sorry. talked about re. Uh, I'm sorry, to interrupt you, but I was talking about reallocating. I said about reallocating funds already. You know, so I wasn't like. And may I ask, like, guys, like, in general, is this affecting your bottom line? Is this like making it hard for you to live? Does it make it's it none hard of for your business? Mind? What affects my bottom line? It's not, oh, not my bottom. No, no, no. I'm saying your anybody's bottom line is none of your business. For whatever reason you think you have the business to be in anybody's bottom line, I don't know who the hell you think you are, buddy. But you have no business to be in anybody's bottom but you, line. But you think you have no. the right to say whether some you don't care whether someone. I don't have. Die. I don't you care because right it's not my that. problem. You're deciding that. You're deciding that, sir. I'm not deciding that. Deciding. God's deciding, deciding that, buddy. No, oh, I'm, God's not real. Don't get into that. Let's not talk about God, dude. That's Listen. eugenics. Listen. It's bordering on eugenics. Listen, you're, life is. You're trying to decide who gets to live or die. I am not deciding anything. Yes. Well, I didn't wait, give wait, those people those problems. problems. You're trying to decide whether I eat or not. You're trying what to decide how I live. Listen, let me finish. Let me finish. I apologize. You're deciding on whether I get something I want that I work for or if I don't. And you don't have the right to do so. Okay. You know how voting works? This is, how, this is why the voting system works right now. If people vote for it, the majority win. That's how it works. So if the majority of people vote for a politician that passes it through, you have no say over it. You actually get a good libertarian person to run that doesn't sound heartless and like a dick, and libertarians will win more. Classical libertarians will win more. But, your model, but your model is heartless, and that's why mm. it's so unappealing to so many people. It is not practical. It's a winner-take-all. You actually behave like a Sith. You think like a Sith Lord, actually. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's why you call everyone who doesn't think like you a socialist. You act like a Sith Lord. <laughs> Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Um, so Skywalker. Okay. Um, 
I don't, I'm not a Sith Lord and I'm not heartless. I'm saying I should have the choice on whether I help somebody and not be forced. Okay, uh, and then I gave you, take you the that option. I gave okay. you an option and you still shut it down. I gave you an option and you still shut it down. Also, this is a fully developed nation. Usually we don't have, what's the word? We have a representative democracy and not a like true democracy where everybody gets to choose everything. We have a democratic republic. Exactly. It's representative, though, where we have our representatives vote for us. We're just having a majority vote. Listen, listen, stop, stop. We're just having a debate over different subjects. I'm fully aware of how politics works and voting and getting people elected. We're discussing (laughs) ideas. Let me cut in because you guys are spinning your wheels here. You guys are spinning your wheels here. I don't think you guys understand. You're, you're laying out your argument, and and um, the Black Libertarian is laying out his as well. But you guys seem to be more focused on his personal beliefs versus the actual political idea that he's putting out there. Just because he, as an individual, is not interested in doing these things. We know that there's other individuals out there and throughout the United States that are more charitable than Rel is and would be more likely to still do these things and would be even more able to do these things if they were allowed to keep more of their money in their pocket rather than just reallocating money from an overbloated budget that's already driving us into debt. Give the money back to the people, like I mentioned earlier. Like I mentioned earlier, give the money back to the people. When the government didn't bail us out of the Great Depression, we bailed the government out and we can and we can bail ourselves out of all these other issues now. So as far as this healthcare issue goes, like that's exactly what we need to do. We need to give the power back to the people. Yeah, and that was all these other left, countries where there is universal. Left. One second, bro. I've been listening to you guys for a while. I've been very quiet, very quiet. And a lot of these countries where they have like these very like these government-run healthcare programs, the wait time is insane. And even though our healthcare program is as broken as it is, for example, Canadians when they need to get some life-saving treatment done immediately, and they want the best specialist they can get, they come to America. They don't wait for six months in Canada. That's true. Ah, uh, that's so misleading. That's so misleading. It's it's very true. For example, Dr. Jordan Peterson, he was having an issue with his daughter. Oh, Jordan Peterson. He was having an issue with his daughter. Yeah, he was having an issue with his daughter as well as for him. Like he had some recent health issues as well. And he he laid it out in his book. Like it, it was a long wait. Two years his daughter would have had to which would have been essentially paralyzed if he waited for that. He came down to the United States instead and they were able to get care for her. And she was able to live a normal life. Like that's just one example. You want an anecdotal example, like you bring up. So, well, so uh, well, I would say Jordan say Peterson that that's the answer. Just answer because certain, certain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think Jordan Peterson is completely reliable. He seems really, um, he seems really obsessed with masculinity, even though he's not really the definition of a masculine man. He has a lot of personal issues that he projects onto women in other society. That I don't think we should automatically take what he says fully. I, I feel agree. like that, but I that has nothing to do with what I just said. You just yeah, attacked him as a person. He was a man. He was simply a man taking care of his daughter in that situation. And you're saying we should reject it because of no, your beliefs on his saying, politics. Since, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, because like I feel you got it wrong, and I feel like you honestly haven't even listened to his points thoroughly. If that's was what you took away from it. Do you think he's because he doesn't have these ideas? It's kind of difficult when you interrupt me in between mine, but please go ahead. 
I'm just saying, do you think he's taken in my things thoroughly and really sat on and thought about it? That's all I'm saying. And all I'm saying is, like, when you say, like, a lot of these things, you go by really fast, really fast. Like, for instance, the Canadian and the NHS, they usually put people who need the help most ahead. And matter of fact, they still put preference of young people below elderly people. If you're 85 years old, and by the way, we do this in the capitalist system as well. If, you, if you're their organ donor and you need a kidney, they're most likely going to put the person who's 25, not the person who's 85. So, like, you're saying the person who needs the help the most, it's usually the person who's about to die, not the person who can wait two years or, like, six months to get the treatment, to get the surgery. And, and then it breaks down into these individual elements. Exactly. Like, the one that his daughter was dealing with wasn't a life-threatening one. It would definitely paralyze her and all these other things, but it wouldn't threaten her life. So that as a result, there was a very long line of people in front of her. So it would have greatly reduced the quality of her life if had she not been treated in the United States. But she would not have died. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There is a priority. And that's the problem. When there's a bureaucracy in like that, you have to wait. There's no way around it. But in your benefit to our system that we have. But in your alternative, people with money, only rich people would go and everyone else can just fuck off. Well, let me complete my point because you interrupted me very early. Okay, yes, sir. My point is that healthcare is extremely overinflated right now, and that's because of the insurance system that we have. People only buy health insurance once they know they have pre-existing conditions, and that's what Obamacare tried to alleviate by requiring everyone to have a health insurance program. But I feel... We need to remove that system and replace it with something that actually works a bit better. Like, for example, we should if we were to have any type of universal health care, it should be for like emergencies, whether you're about to die, like emergency rooms and things like that. That should be completely universal. We should remove the insurance companies because all they're doing is bidding up the price for all the um, prescription pills and everything else. Because uh, sorry. But all they're doing is building up the price for like general services. Like a lot of doctors now, as since the Affordable Care Act just came out, are starting to prefer private practice versus accepting any kind of Medicare or any other healthcare insurance and things like that because of the requirements that are put on the insurance companies. Insurance companies need a lot of documents so that they can prove a particular claim. So a lot of the a lot of the people who work in these hospitals are not doctors. They're administrators handling insurance claims so they can get paid, driving up the cost of care. Let's focus on what it's for. Oh, sorry. Do you guys, no, do you mind if I interject? Go ahead. You're more than welcome. To say that usually when it comes down to medical costs, they're completely overinflated for no reason whatsoever, except the um, lobbyists in the insurance industry actually lobbied that they increase the prices because price books are completely different and not non-standardized throughout all of America. So an IV in one hospital can cost you... Oh, sorry. What? Because like what you just said, let me pause you there, because what you said just doesn't make sense. Why would insurance companies lobby to increase health care prices when they... 
when that makes cost them money, money because they have to pay the claims. Insurance companies have to pay the claims. The way insurance companies work is they bring in premiums from all their customers and they try to pay out as little in claims as possible. So if they're increasing the cost of the claims, why would they lobby for that? That doesn't make sense. There, there is the there is the key point. It's because they want to make it sound like a better deal. Do you know that hospital price books are completely up to the hospital administration? An IV can cost you twenty five in one hospital and two hundred and fifty in a different. And it costs. That's true, but insurance companies have a dollar to make based off what they're going to pay. That's why when you go to the doctor with your insurance, it doesn't cover it 100% of the time. That's why they have like, we'll cover 80% or you have a deductible or you're responsible for this much. I realize, but you know that IVs cost less than a dollar to make and they charge up to $250 in most hospitals for an IV. Don't go to that hospital. That is completely ludicrous. That is a a 250% markup. Yeah, don't go to that hospital. Don't go to that hospital. No, that's that's the standard price of an IV. That's and most hospitals no, no, no. in Illinois. It, it, it's real simple. You as people control the price. And I didn't want to get into this tonight about economics, but every one of you all this gets back to responsibility. If somebody's charging too much, don't shop there. Now I know in health. So you're in the ambulance. Do you do you yell at them? Hold on. Hold on one second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I know in healthcare that's a lot more difficult. But when I was in an ambulance, well, when they wanted to take me in an ambulance to a specific hospital, I told them, no, I refuse to go. You take me where I want or I'll drive where I want to go. You have that option and you have that right. What if you're passed out? I I, I agree. If you're passed out, you do not have that option. Right. But (laughs) and and I get that specific case. But what, what my plan for letting the private system work, get rid of lobbyists, make government smaller. There's a few different things you have to do to address these problems so that when things like that happen, it can be dealt with properly. But we, we're going to have to fight it back against this system, right? We're going to have to. And I understand when you're passed out, I get that, right? But if we fight against this system and start showing, you know, just not going, not going here, going to clinics instead of going to the hospital, the hospitals take a hit. Right. And we I think the biggest the problem with the hospital, the hospital is that the hospital gets to choose the pricing. If we standardize the pricing on most of the actual, like the actual practices and surgeries and equipment, then insurance would not cost nearly as much. And I don't think you would complain about a 10% tax in this case because everybody gets the same level of coverage. So instead, everybody's paying, let's say not even 10%, we'll say everybody's paying about 5% for universal coverage. Everybody is covered. And if you'd like, you can actually get a choice here. I know choice is your thing. You, you can choose a better coverage for more of a percentage of your, of your actual Paycheck. The more tax you pay, the better your coverage, the more priority. No, but I do want to wrap this up because we are going long and I see that it's going to be difficult for us to agree and we can agree to disagree. And again, I want to thank everybody for being up here. This has gone longer than we expected it to, um, but it has been a great time. 
Um, we all got our ideas out there. We got a little passionate. I got a little passionate because I love politics and I love discussing this stuff. And I appreciate everyone who came in here and gave me the opportunity to speak my mind. And I hope that everybody else was, whew, I hope it opened up to a discussion. If everybody cut, if everybody could mute for me for a second, I appreciate everybody for coming. Um, I will give everybody an opportunity to give their final thoughts. Well, no, not final thoughts. If you want to give your social information, um, you know, who you are, where you can be reached, we can do that because we've got to close up this. It's going a little bit longer than we expected, but I, again, I just want to say how much I appreciate you all having this discussion. I think I'm echoing, so I'm going to so try and hard. drop and call. Yes. Okay. Would you like to drop any of your social medias before we head out? Um, no, I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Coco, would you like to drop any of your social medias? You can find me on Snapchat and my handle is going to be typed down below. All right. And what about you, Dave? Uh, um, don't have really anything active right now, but um, I plan on returning because I like this um, podcast a lot. And I plan on creating a YouTube channel. It will go by the name Kenny the Critic. And I do have a YouTube channel named Kenny the Critic. You can see me argue with other YouTubers on there and trolling them in the comment section. And um, the last thing I'd like to say is, um, even though you don't agree with me, I'm just happy that people get a chance to hear what social libertarianism is, libertarianism is and what it stands for, and give people an opportunity to learn more about what, what it's about and hopefully get them more interested in the political process. All right, um, thank you. Bet it up. AK, you dropping that social this time? No, but I will promote our website, the TabooTruthPodcast.com. Go check it out. We already got a few episodes up. We've got more coming, and they're going to keep coming. You can find our show on any of the podcasting websites. That's all I got right now, and I do want to thank all of our guests once again. I really appreciate it. This has been a very productive conversation, and hopefully we can get some of you guys to return to any future shows. The next one will be Thursday at 8.30 as well. Nice plug-in, and I'm the Black Libertarian too on Twitter, Black Libertarian on Instagram, and the Black Libertarian on Facebook. So I will bid everybody adieu. Thank you for coming around. And again, we need the truth and we need people to speak. Taboo is truth. And Black, Liber uh, Black Libertarian, I actually really appreciate your views. I think they're very different from mine and I would like to hear more. If you start a stream, I'll definitely follow you into it so we could talk more. Oh God, bro, I appreciate you. I like talking to you. Cool. You cool. We cool. We cool. And I do want to say one last right. thing. My whole thing about being a black mm -hmm. libertarian is I just want black people to open up their minds and see that there are other political parties out there. And I want to give you the opportunity to go look for yourselves because I won't tell you what to be, but I will tell you what libertarianism is all about. I will tell you what anarcho-capitalism is all about and so on and so on. And so, and I'll let you make up your mind from there, but we need to stop following the herd and start being an individual's. All right, I think that's enough plugging. You good, AK? Yeah, I'm good. We rapping? We rapping. All right, we out. All right, cool. Like, comment, subscribe. TabooTruthPodcast.com. Come join the conversation.